And welcome once again to EWTN's Bookmark. I'm Doug Keck, your host. Our guest author, or actually presenter, is Father Sebastian White, OP, presenter for Am I Not Your Mother? Reflections on Our Lady of Guadalupe by the author, Archbishop Luis Maria Martinez, proudly published by Magnificat, available through our EWTN religious catalog. Welcome to Bookmark, Father. Thanks a lot. Good to see Happy you to be again. On. Thank you. Uh, last time we met was several years ago during a Magnificat event, right, in yes, Brooklyn? Yes, that's right. right. Yep. Yep, it was a wonderful event in the fall of 2018. Right, absolutely. So this is not a book that you wrote, nope. but you're here, you know, presenting for it. What's your connection with this book? I've had a great uh, admiration um, for Archbishop Martinez for several years. Uh, he has a few books that are that have been in English for for a number of years that are very popular. Um, the Sanctifier, probably the most famous, but right. then also. Only Jesus and Secrets of the Interior Life. Those are still in print. Wonderful books, and they all three of those books had a had a had a profound effect upon me when I was um, studying for the priesthood and in my first years as a Why? priest. Um, well, I think he has. Uh, I, what, the first thing I was struck by was that he clearly exhibits that he has tasted the mysteries that he is preaching and writing about. Mm -hmm. So that they don't have, while they're very intelligent and theologically profound, they don't have a kind of academic tone to them. He, he, this is clearly a man who is in love with the Lord and who has experienced the Holy Spirit in his life and knows a, a great intimacy with Jesus and Mary. Is that a function of his background, uh, you know, uh, coming out of the problems in Mexico, the Cristero War? the persecutions that happened there. He was in the States. He ended up going back to Mexico and having to deal with those persecutions. Yes, I think that 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 I'm sure is part of it. Suffering is a major theme for him. Mm -hmm. for, for for Archbishop Martinez, there's a central theme in his in a lot of his writing that has to do with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and the Holy Spirit and Our Lady, just as it's through just as that's how our Lord became incarnate, you know, the the the, the incarnate Jesus um, mm -hmm. entered our world, was the Holy Spirit overshadowing the Blessed Mother. So Archbishop Martinez says, it's the Holy Spirit and Our Lady in our life that makes us into images and copies of Christ, other Christs. That's what it means to be a Christian. And in general, he's talking about the Blessed Mother, but specifically, it's really focused on Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's right, yeah. And, these, and in some ways, right. her relationship with Juan Diego. That's right, yes, mm -hmm. yes. So he, he's a, he, was a, he was born in Mexico. His father died when he was very young, so he was raised by an uncle who mm -hmm. was a priest. Um, and so he had a deep faith from the very beginning, entered seminary mm -hmm. as a young man. And then, um, so as, as, a, as a priest and as a young bishop, eventually he was made an auxiliary bishop mm -hmm. of a neighboring diocese. Um, he, this would have been during the, during the time of, of the persecutions. Right. Uh, so he was very familiar personally with suffering and the, the, how, how painful of a time that was, was for Mexican Catholics. And then, um, so I think he, ex he sees in that also a, a graced um, opportunity to grow closer to the Lord, just as, just as our, our Lord's life um, brought him to, mm -hmm. to the cross and to the, his redemptive suffering on the cross. So in our own life, um, the Holy Spirit and Our Lady are, are with us, and as we, as we become as we become more and more fashioned into mm -hmm. other Christs, we also will experience the cross. And and they talk about in, in the forward here about when he goes and becomes the archbishop. Yes. Uh, and the massive crowd there. It always That's is interesting right. how yeah. subjugated church actually 
grows. That's uh, right, yes. <laughs> that when the church is persecuted, it seems like it does better. Uh, and he talks about, I only come to promise you one thing, that I will give you my life. Yes, yeah, this was a man who loved uh, greatly. He mm -hmm. loved God and he loved souls. He loved his people um, as a father. Uh, so that that's a, that's a very there's a very rare out of it's out of print book called the spiritual life of Archbishop Martinez, mm -hmm. and um, it's a kind of biography of him that was written by a friend another priest, uh, and that that gives you a really right. a really wonderful picture of how, what a great man he was and how beloved he was. So it's no surprise that standing before this huge crowd, having just been named Archbishop of Mexico City. He simply said, I've come to give you my life. And that wasn't a hollow promise because he was living in a world where priests had just recently that's been right. killed. Yes, that's right. So he, he, yeah, I don't think he expected um, to have a, a comfortable life. Right. A comfortable that life. was a very real possibility yes. that he might be giving up his life yes, for, his, that's right. for the church. Right. Um, yeah, and he was a, so he was a poet. He was a great uh, speaker, great orator great stylist of the Spanish language, mm -hmm. so there's a, there's a lot of beauty in his language um, and in his writing. Right. Uh, so I, and that, that emerges even in this English translation. It's interesting in, the, in this uh, forward that was put together, there's a reference here to uh, an address given in 39 by Pope Pius XII where he talks about as preachers of the gospel, you must courageously counteract the modernism by opposing it to the complete and absolute truth that comes from God. He goes on, yep. he also noted the importance of studying moral theology. This is, this is all new stuff here. Uh, canon law, uh, likewise, he uh, attached high importance to the study of church history, and not only as an instrument for apologetics, but so that the very identity of church, her achievements and her sufferings might be known. Yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, so the foreword of this book, I was very fortunate and, and very grateful that Monsignor Chavez wrote a forward for, for us. He's, he was a he's, a, he's a priest in Mexico. He's right, a canon right. of the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico City. Right. Um, he's an expert on he's the, been on the, the Guadalupe network. event. Yes, yes yeah, that's yes, right. right. He's, a, he's very prominent in the Knights of Columbus. Right. Um, and he was the postulator for St. Juan Diego's cause of canonization. So um, I was able to uh, be, to get in touch with him, and he graciously right. agreed to, to contribute a forward. Rennie connects the idea that the Holy Father encouraged us to maintain always a true love for the Eucharist. This was precisely what Archbishop Martinez did in a remarkable way, especially in his homilies. Yes. How so? How, how do you see that thread in there? Well, Archbishop Martinez is constantly telling, encouraging his, his people to realize what they are being given um, as Catholics and to, to t constantly turn to the Lord mm -hmm. with their sufferings and um, you know, that where, where can we most unite ourselves to the Lord? Where can mm -hmm. we most offer ourselves and our burdens to the Lord mm -hmm. but through the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass? This says here that Martinez was not only instrumental in achieving a stability for the Catholic Church and civil society in Mexico, mm -hmm. but also greatly strengthened the souls of Catholics in Mexico. Sometimes it seems like people think they need to do either or, but he was able to do both. Yes, yeah, he was a very prudent and wise man. Mm -hmm. I think he um, was politically very, um, very wise. So he, he was instrumental in the church's uh, kind of becoming, um, working, working out a more peaceful arrangement mm -hmm. um, after after such a terrible time of persecution. Archbishop Martinez was 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 really widely respected, mm -hmm. and so he was taken seriously even by 
the politicians. Right, and he's considered what servant of God right now. Is that he is? That's, yes, that's where yep. he is yep. right now. Yep. Now, in, in the introduction, you talk about the fact that the collected homilies—that's what this basically is—reflections yes. and talks by him on Our Lady of Guadalupe, our treasures too long hidden. Why was he so focused on Our Lady of Guadalupe? Just because he's in Mexico? Well, that was a big part of it. So a major. So for for him and for the Mexican people, they are very, they are very proud that. Our Lady chose, so there's a big emphasis on that. Our Lady chose this people. She chose this Uniquely land. Uniquely in a lot of ways, is, right. which is the point he tries yes. to make constantly. That's right. right? Yeah, right. so it's, a, and so they, there's a connection to what it was a Pope that visited, said that um, uh, he has not done this for any other right. nation. Right. That's a verse from right. the Psalms, right? Okay. Which is, of course, about the God's people. And here, um, that, that, and that's actually printed, that's in the, in Latin. In, if you go to the basilica, if you if you visit the, the mm -hmm. shrine in Mexico City, you see that in Latin, written um, there. That's so that's a kind of motto, a theme for this for this uh, for this place. Um, non right. feci taliter omninazioni. Right. The Lord, he has not done this for any other oh, nation. Right. So there's a, a, a special election right. by God, a special choice by God, in. Um, in providing reminding this, this the Mexican apparition. faithful, yes, even right. they go through these persecutions right. and problems, that they have that, and that's why in the Great Promise section, Our Lady Guadalupe should be for Mexicans what Jerusalem was for the Israelites, exactly. the center of their thoughts, of their affections, and of their lives. That's right. Yes, that's right. So he, th th this is clearly, he's talking a lot about throughout this whole work. He's talking a lot about the the love of Our Lady mm -hmm. for the Mexican people. And the love of the Mexican people for Our Lady of Guadalupe—that mm -hmm. there's this—that there's this filial relationship. She's right. a mother; we are her children. Right. And yeah, and, and talk about the relationship with the little ones. And, yes, and, and, and that's that, right. That idea. Juan he he Diego, takes that from the way the way right. she addresses Juan Diego right. in um, in one of the one right. of the apparitions. She well, says Juan Diego she had deviated from the path. I thought this was interesting—the idea of of how we all deviate from the path at yes. times, you know, to avoid meeting Mary, but the heavenly lady appeared to him anyway, beautiful and splendid. Listen, my son, to what I am telling you now. Do not be disturbed or, or afflicted by anything. I, who am your mother, are you not under my shadow and protection? Yes, and that's where I got the title. Right. I mean, it's, it's probably the most famous part of the, of the apparition of what Our Lady said to Juan Diego is, Am I not here? I who am your mother, mm -hmm. which is a little—it's a little long for a title of a book. So right. I see we kind of reduced it to "Am I not your mother?" Right. And the other thing that comes out of here is, uh, with those words and other words, Our Lady Guadalupe asks us what every mother demands from her child, what everyone who loves expects from their beloved: trust. Mm -hmm. A blinded, unlimited trust—a trust that borders on abandonment, like the loving trust that a little child has in his mother. How much? We need this trust, especially in these times, and, and that that transcends time. I mean, that's where we are today too. Yes, that's a, right. A failure Every, to trust is is emblematic throughout our culture. Yes, that's right. And so, I, for, for Archbishop Martinez, one of his favorite words throughout this book is and, and vicissitudes, mm -hmm. right? Now, we, which we translated uh, that there is the English the English word vicissitudes, right? right. Which means ups and downs. Right. And uh, so, so he, part of the, the, his theme is everyone's life has challenges. Everyone's life has blessed and joyous moments, and also uh, difficult moments, mm -hmm. very terrible moments. 
and and so to 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 trust that um, God is leading us mm -hmm. and that He is with us even when we don't feel His presence right. Right. or even when it doesn't seem seem right. like it because it's not like God is just close to us when everything's going well and if things are going if we're if we're struggling or suffering or experiencing the cross then God is far away from us no that's not the case I think it's usually the reverse right actually. yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> whether so, we realize it or not right, right. so. <laughs> That's right. So the culmination of our Lord's mm -hmm. life, His love for us, His His redemptive love for us was on the cross. Um, his hour, as you know, the Gospel of John says so many times. Yeah. Um, well, similarly, that's that's a that's a way we are being um, made into into Christ most right. most uh, most profoundly. Yeah, refined by fire, pruned. That's right. Yep. Uh, in uh, Water, Blood, and Fire, Mexico has given Jesus the testimony of blood and has given the testimony of faith. And I still think that that crown of love that we put on the forehead of our mother between two waves of blood is the monument of the testimony of our faith. Yes, yes. So he's talking about the persecution, the right. suffering, and the, the, literally the bloodshed that Mexican Catholics had, had ex suffered. Well, let me ask you, in, in, in you reading him and connecting mm -hmm. to him, uh, do you have a special relationship with Our Lady of Guadalupe? Uh, I well, particularly from this book. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, I, I knew about it. We celebrate the feast. It's a right. it's a major feast for us in the United States. For she's the patroness of the Americas. That was um, that's one reason I think this is a great book. Even though, um, if you, if mm -hmm. if one is not of Mexican heritage, uh, one still should feel um, a great. Uh, closeness to Our Lady right. of Guadalupe, that she's a particular mother for us as well. She has been declared patroness of the Americas. So of course I knew right. about Our Lady of Guadalupe, celebrated the, fa the, the mass, the feast for her. Um, but I would say particularly this book and, and working on this book and, and get bringing it to, through to its, to its publication mm -hmm. helped me to uh, experience a, a greater personal um, uh, appreciation for her. Yeah. Right. In, in Mary is our mother, you have a quote, uh, as he has a quote mm -hmm. from Therese of Lisieux, uh, uh, living on love is not setting up one's tent at the top of Mount Tabor, it's climbing Calvary with Jesus, it's looking at the cross as a treasure. He goes on to comment yep. on that. The ordinary love of a mother expresses itself like in pain. It gives us life and with pain it shapes our soul. Yes, that's right. So that's from one of St. Therese's poems, right. which is really, really lovely. She was a good poet, too. Um, and so that's right. So a, a, a mother is, is close to her children when they are suffering. And he says, motherly love is martyrdom, and its supreme joy is to make us happy with her blood after having fed us with her own substance. That's right. So um, I, I think uh, presumably any, any mother that is watching, watching uh, understands that be, being a mother uh, involves su sacrifices. Right. It involves personal sufferings. You know. He says, "No other, no mother on earth equals Mary in her martyrdom, since none equals her in either the splendor of her purity or the magnificence magnificence of her love." Yes, that's right. So this is one reason why Mary's um, share in Christ's redemptive love is is so. Um, is is, is 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 so significant for mm -hmm. Catholics because she though she though she didn't suffer on the cross in the way that Jesus did right. in his humanity um, our lady's love for Jesus and her union with him and her love for souls united her um, to his offering and so she she she's called the queen of martyrs 
She wasn't a right. martyr, but she's called the Queen of Martyrs because she suffered more intensely than any other person would right. have. In, in Tepeyac, to the era of uh, religious persecution, it is hard for us to trust because it's hard for us to believe in love. Human affections are so petty, so fleeting, and so inconstant. We want to empty the affections of heaven into the narrow forms of earth. We do not understand that we can be loved without end, without fluctuations, without forgetfulness. Yes. Yeah, right. that's, a, that's a great, I'm, I'm glad that, yeah, you, right. uh, that, you, that you noticed that one right. too. It's, it's hard. We, we think because of our relationships with each other and the way the world works, we basically think often that God loves us in the same way that other people do, which is to say, if we're beautiful, if we're you know, successful, if we have money, if we have things, if we impress people, that God loves us because we have some right. thing that's lovable in us, right? God loves us uh, because of what he, because of what he, he, he sees in us, right? But for that one, a Dominican that was very helpful mm -hmm. and influential in my life uh, had put it very nicely one time, God loves us not because we are good, but because he is good, right, right. which is a great relief. That means God loves us even when we're not good. It takes a lot of pressure even off Even if we've sinned, right, that's right. right. Um, that's, that's the reason why Christ came. That's the reason right. why he suffered, offered his life on the cross. You know, so so that's, that's, a great, that's a great quote, that it's hard for us sometimes to believe right. in love and to trust because it seems so it can seem unbelievable. How can, how can someone truly love me with an eternal and unchanging uh, uh, love that, right. that doesn't go up and down depending on how I'm doing right. or whether I'm worthy? Right, exactly. Am I worthy? Am, am, That's I, right. am, I, am I making you happy? Right. It's the love of God and the love of Mary that make us worthy. Right. And that continues with this, nor do we want to believe that there is a love that is not quenched by our miseries, that seems rather to be exalted by our misfortunes. That's right, yes. Yeah. So when, again, when we're suffering, even from our own sins, does this extinguish God's love for us? No. Mm -hmm. and, and again, we talked earlier about the idea of the littleness and, and the simplicity, mm -hmm. sort of like where the connection to Therese would be as well. Yes, that's so it's right. It's a little way. But in the poem of Tepeyac, he writes, Lady, thank you for loving us in spite of our littleness. Thank you for loving us precisely because of our littleness and misery. Yes, that's right. Yes, she, so she loves us. Um, she, she loves us because we are so needy. Um, right. Yeah, and that, so, uh, Archbishop Martinez also, he has a great appreciation for St. Therese of Lisieux. In his other works, he quotes her regularly too. He sees her as, as having had a great, you know, a great insight into the spiritual life. Right, and uh, continuing on in that section where he writes, he, he talks, in order that the word of the Virgin, her precious teaching would dispel the shadows that must have enveloped poor Juan Diego's soul, she sets about explaining the full extent and depth of her privilege, the mother of the true God. She is not the mother of the dead gods, the false gods, our mm -hmm. ancestors worship, and for whom they shed human blood, but of the true God who is the author of life. Yes, that's right. So he's talking about the you know, the history of indigenous religions, the Aztecs, um, right. and that, I mean, of course, that's part of the whole history and, and um, uh, significance of the, of the uh, Guadalupe event, that Our Lady appears and she has these, um, you know, these, these, uh, she appears with with signs and symbols that that reveal they to the people at the time they exactly would understand that this what is that the true God. Was, right. Yeah, that okay. the, she is she is the mother of the true God. Right, and it also it talks about the idea of why did Our Lady ask for a temple? He says there are three reasons. First, because she wanted 
to remain here. Mm -hmm. uh, and the idea, why did Mary want us to build her a temple? The second reason is that she loves us. And the third reason uh, Our Lady had for asking us to build her a temple was to have a place where she could listen to our prayers and wipe away our tears. Yes, that's right. That's a, that's a wonderful part of the, of the apparition. That's one of the things, that's, that's what she says to, to, to Juan Diego is, I want you to build me a church here. I want you to build me a temple here. And then why? Why does she want a temple? Not simply for her own glory. She mm -hmm. says, so that, so that you can come to me in your distress, so that I can comfort you in your distress. So that's a, that's a major theme for him too in these, in these talks, that right. the reason why Our Lady is appearing and choosing us and wants there to be this beautiful place dedicated to her mm -hmm. is for our sake, is for our benefit. She not, wants this, not for her sake. That's right. right. She right. wants it to be here so that we can turn to her. Because there, there is a, a tactile aspect of our life. We live that's in a right. material world. Yes, that's right. As Catholics, and we understand that. Right? That's right. I mean, ultimately, the, the, um, all of that is supposed to, 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 is for the sanctification of our soul. And so that's what there's a, the, the, the book, I think, concludes very beautifully. Mm -hmm. It's sort of stunning the way he, um, in the end, is, is making this point and reflecting on how we have, he says, you know, our, he addresses Mary and says, we have, we have built you this, this temple, you know, we, we have provided you with this material mm -hmm. temple, this physical temple here now, and now we want to offer you our souls as the true temple mm -hmm. for, you to, for you to inhabit. Have you thought about, or, or why do you think there is a tilma? Why, why do you think there is, is this kind of material demonstration of her yeah, that's a great question. Visit. I was think I have thought about that before. That this is unique in Marian apparitions, as far as right. I know, in that the apparition itself resulted in or produced an artifact. Right. You know, a physical. So it's different from where uh, you know in Lourdes, Our Lady appears to Saint Bernadette. Um, she finds the spring, right. right, and then they and then they build a church, right, and of course there's the, the, the people have the the heels, right. So it's spring, an amazing right. thing, but but there's not from the apparition itself. There's not like th this this physical thing that produced that mm -hmm. was produced from the actual mm -hmm. uh, happening or event right. of the apparition, and that's what's amazing about this one is. Um, that that the image of Mary mm -hmm. appears on Juan Diego's tilma when he when he unfolds right. it and let, let, dumps out the rose the the, the roses right. before um, before the bishop, and I I think I probably it's, it's so that they that there would be a constant right. visual physical reminder of um, of Our Lady's right. um, presence and her reality and also I think for um, so the, all that all that rich symbolism. In, uh, in, in the image that, that continued to right. remind them not to go back, go back to, to the old ways. To the, yeah, that's right, to, the, right, to, the, exactly. to worship other gods. Well, let me ask you, you were baptized Catholic but weren't raised Catholic. That's so, right, yes. So in coming to the Catholic faith, was Mary a help or a stumbling block? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, in a, in a, in a br br initially, very briefly, as I was beginning to, to rediscover the Catholic faith in, in, um, in college, towards the end of my time mm. in college, Certainly, I did have questions. What, you know, what is the teaching of the Immaculate Conception? Mm -hmm. Or Mary is called the Mother of God, and the praying the, the Rosary. But I, I didn't really have a disposition of sort of skepticism about right. Catholic. Somehow, God had given to me a grace that made me very open, and one of even if I didn't understand a, a teaching fully mm -hmm. at, at that point, 
that I, I, I had a disposition towards, towards well, why, do, why does the church teach this and how does it make sense, rather than, rather than one of, um, of reluctance to believe. And you think it makes sense? I do. Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, we, we love our own mothers, mm-hmm. um, and we're, we remain close to our own mothers. Right? Our, we wouldn't have life without a mother. Right, absolutely. And, um, and so similarly, if Jesus... Like the, the fact that God became incarnate, mm-hmm. right? God didn't just, he didn't just uh, send simply an image. Right, right, appear to be a man. Yeah, he, he didn't just appear to be a man. He didn't send a big document right. that we could just read and study mm-hmm. um, on our own, right? So he, he became man. Well, becoming man has human qualities to it, right? Mm-hmm. Real physical human qualities. Jesus was born. Right. He had a real human nature. Well. That didn't just c- come out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if if our if our Lord Himself mm-hmm. had a real human nature, then the the one He received that human nature from, right. how could we not possibly honor it? I mean, and how special yeah. was she to Him? I mean, people go to the Holy right. Land and they you know you want to see the, the the Sea of Galilee. Well, mm-hmm. this is the sea that Jesus walked on. Well, that's great. Well, what what about the, what about the, the feet that he used to walk on it? I mean, mm. that that's even more amazing, right? Right. I mean, so people make we make pilgrimage. We want to see the rock, right. you know, and then the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, well, and, and that's beautiful. That's very significant. But to think about how Our Lady is is even more intimately connected to our Lord's human life. Right. Okay. Very good. Well, thank you very much. Father Sebastian White talking about a book by Archbishop Luis Maria Martinez, Am I Not Your Mother? Reflections on Our Lady of Guadalupe, available through our EWTN religious catalog, EWTNRC.com. For all things Catholic and for this particular book, I'm Doug Keck. Thank you for joining us here on Bookmark. We'll see you next time.